Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm sitting here with Sarah McDowling, our Kids in YA uh, category manager. Sorry, I completely blanked on your title there. <laughs> and also with Shanu, who is our lifestyle category manager. And we're here for a very special reason. We all really love little women. I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward <laughs> to discussing this movie with you two. We have held up. This is literally the first time we are discussing a movie that has obsessed us for, I don't know, a year? Pretty much since, <laughs> pretty much since she announced. Since, so we're talking about the film adaptation of Little Women uh, by Greta Gerwig, who has also directed films like Lady Bird and starred in films like Frances Ha, which I also love. Um, and she's given us the gift of Little Women, starring Saoirse Ronan, Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yep. I can never remember. Florence Pugh. Pugh, yep. Emma, Emma Watson, Laura Dern. It's got a fabulous cast. Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. What's not to love? So in case you can't tell, we all adored it. And okay. It's been a week since the film came out. So after much, much looking forward to and much discussion and much I can't wait to see it, let's all just say right now, were we pleased or not? I was so pleased. I was really pleased. I was pleased. Shanu, your pleased seems to have qualifications attached to it. <laughs> it might. <laughs> Judging by your expression, which doesn't come through on the podcast. It's only because <laughs> I've only seen it once. I need to see it more times. I, I'm counting down the hours till I see it again tomorrow night. I would like to see it again as well. But I would say my reaction was overwhelmingly positive. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I, I was too. I just, I don't know. It needs to sink in a bit more? I think so. We can talk about that. Okay. We'll, we'll dive into that. So, what did we love about it? I mean, everything, but, uh, but let's talk about, maybe we could talk about the ways in which it's, let's talk about our relationships to the book. Okay. I wasn't Shall sure we? whether to start yeah? with that or go like, straight into why we loved it, but yes. Uh, so, I tried to figure out the other day how many times I've read Little Women in my life. Oh. And I think it's in the ballpark of uh, like more than 10 and less than say 15 times. I think so. I think I'm probably around, possibly around the same. Yeah. But I also, (laughs) but I also was obsessed with Louisa May Alcott when I was in primary school. And I not only read Little Women, I also read Little Men and then Joe's Boys. I read those as well. Yeah. Classic, classic editions that my mum had that were hers that I I then got. I also read another series or book about someone called Rose by her. Yes. Fantastic books. Fantastic. Um, They were harder to get hold of. Because yeah. they weren't in print, so you had to go to secondhand bookstores to find those. I, li- I spent a lot of my nerdy childhood in secondhand bookstores. <laughs> then I read a biography of her because I was really into like you know biographies of the authors that I liked, and then I uh, ha- found out about this like um, shocking thriller that she'd written. What? And I tried to read that, but I was eight, and so <laughs> okay, I didn't finish that. Inter- <laughs> we're going to circle back to Mar- Louisa May Alcott's thriller, which I didn't know existed. But safe to say, we're we're all fans of this book. Um, how do we feel about previous adaptations? Look, I, th- I don't think there's been a bad one. I haven't seen the 2017 TV series. Version. No, I haven't I watched that either. I did hear it was a little lacklustre, but also stars Maya – oh, God, what's her name? Uma uh, Maya, daughter. Uma Th- Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. Maya Randolph? Maya, yes, yes, or something like that. Or Maya, Maya no, 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 that's Maya Rudolph. That's the Isn't she, that's a different person. Wouldn't she be Maya Hawke? Maya, Maya Hawke, yes, sorry. <laughs> I thought she had a different name. Oh, I feel really embarrassed now. But yes, that version starred Maya Hawke as Joe, and I do love Maya Hawke. I did watch that one, and I felt that it was fine, but not as good as the Winona Ryder movie version, Winona. which has for a long time for me been 
the gold standard Little mm. Women yes. movie adaptation. I still maintain that's mm. Christian Bale's best role. And that is also why it. I need to see this movie again because more than the book in my mind, what I actually had in my mind when I went and saw this one was, was, that, all movie. Of, was that movie. Right. So and the, the movie had crept into your mind. Exactly. Exactly. So that's 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 why I also had to um, took me a little while to kind of realize that we're in a different different world of little women. This is interesting to me because I love that movie. I've just called it my until now gold standard little women <laughs> movie adaptation. But it has never superseded the book in my mind because, um, and this is where another, maybe we should go around and say what our favourite March sister is. Don't make me choose. It's hard. (laughs) I, for reasons I don't understand, I'm the eldest of four, so I should really probably, and I love writing in books. So if (laughs) if I didn't imprint on Meg being like the eldest of four, you would think I'd imprint on Joe. I admired Joe, but I always, for reasons that I found it really hard to explain, and I did try to explain it to you a while mm. ago, Liv, just liked Amy, and she's always been the most unpopular one. I know, and this breaks my heart because I've just I've just done a big reread of Little Women and Good Wives, which is the two books kind of in one that Greta's adapted and most of the adaptations take on. And before I read it, I was like, oh, my God, what kind of sociopath loves Amy? What's wrong with you? Me? And then I read the book. <laughs> And then I read the book and it's like, I would die for Amy March. She's so – I don't understand why – so – It's the book burning. A it's lot the of manuscript burning incident. I There's think so, that yeah. That scene brilliantly brought to life by Kirsten Dunst in yeah. the 1994 Four. version. She plays that role so well with such little sisterly venom that I think a whole generation of women just hate Amy March, which is a bit unfair and I will let you kind of explain why. I don't know, maybe it's because I have a little sister who I love dearly, but who at a certain age did destroy a lot of my things. <laughs> so maybe I was yes. predisposed to love Amy because I love my sister. I'm, or maybe yeah. she was more fallible than the others. Like she had these, she did things that were bad. The, the worst thing Meg does is like ha- have a little vain moment, right? And like spend more money than she should. And mm. like she doesn't really ever do anything that bad. Yeah. Joe. Joe's impossible. Yeah, Joe's impossible, but all of her flaws are admirable. Um, Meg is a saint. So Amy was the only one. And Beth, Beth just. Oh, wait, I meant to say Beth Beth is a saint. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Beth is a saint. She She was not for this world. No, she wasn't. (laughs) She was too good. So obviously, if you're, I guess, I don't know, if you're drawn to characters because you, I don't know, like sympathise with, see some of their flaws in you or whatever, she was... Amy's vain. <laughs> she like has she does terrible things when she's angry, um, she and then she grows Laurie. up, gets super hot, gets the the guy she's always had a crush on, and lectures him into being a good person. That's the same <laughs> How is that her. not? I she was always my favorite, and it might have been because, particularly as a young reader, but still as a reader now, I always get kind of into the romance subplots, and if you're gonna to me, if you're gonna choose between the romance subplot of uh, I fell in love with a middle-aged professor or I fell in love with the boy next door who really liked my sister but then realised I was better. <laughs> I know which romance I would go with, right? I kind of so. want to go and get into the romance a little bit later. So yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, see, I do see your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we going, have notes. Going yeah. back to the like thing is I never got the, the 1994 movie mixed up in my head with the book because to me the book has always been I loved reading it and I loved Amy 
And the movie, that movie version, mm. as not. much as I yeah. love it, gives Amy no attention. No, that's yeah. right. And replace, recast her, which I understand they have to do because Kirsten Dunst at 12 would not have been able to play a 20-year-old Amy. But it, it divorces you from the character. You love the little Amy, I feel, and then in the movie when suddenly it's um, the new yeah. actress, you're like, I don't know you. That's right. And it's like, <laughs> who are you coming and stealing Laurie as opposed yeah. to in this most recent um, remake, it's actually wonderful, it's that so relationship good. together. And you, and you also can totally see how he and uh, Joe are just basically two sides of the same coin and would mm. just Like they're too disaster. perfect to they're, each other. That they're they're too similar. They're too, yeah. Their relationship really does, they really don't? is brother and sister. And I love yeah. how he says, sorry, no, we'll come back to the romance, but I do love <laughs> how he says, I will always love you, but how I love Amy is different. different. And he like mm. realised that because he never, he didn't have that, like he had this grandfather who was so nice to the March family, but doesn't seem to be that nice to him. <laughs> well, it was a time when yeah, I suppose. So you know what I mean? So he didn't have he didn't have like family love. Toxic masculinity <laughs> was in full swing. <laughs> no showing your emotions. I will gift the next door neighbor girl with a piano, but I will not tell my grandson I love him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I will just tell him to be better. <laughs> Stop wanting to be a musician. Start wanting to do some business. Exactly. Yeah. So why do we think that? Like, Little Women's had about four or five adaptations now. And when I brought up at the dinner table a few weeks back that I wanted to go see it, my dad's like, oh, what, they're doing another one? It's like, first of all, Dad, shut up. You've never seen any of them. <laughs> Second of all, why are there so many adaptations of the one book? Why I don't know. It's it so kind much? of like Austin. It's just mm. you, we, we're due one every 10 years or so. I think the world needs to revisit it. <laughs> and I, think, um. I think that shows how much depth is in the books as well, that each um, version is so of its time and really um, but still of the book so it was it was so ahead of its time that it's become timeless and there are so many different things so if you watch the um, the you know the 1933 version and then you watch the 1947 version like if you put all the just even all the characters all the Joes next to each other they're really mm. particularly Joe I think is particularly um, showing something about women of the time and how um, how they've kind of moved on slightly from like what the time was actually doing. So Catherine Hepburn's um, portrayal of um, of Joe was like more for- forward for that time. But if we watch that now, it's so it seems so archaic. She's and flawless always. But I do see what you mean. <laughs> but like yeah. not not her acting, but just yeah. the 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 construct of the movie. Yeah. Well, I and think I think that, every yeah. time they told, they made a movie, they made it the tragic love story of Joe and, and Laurie, who should have got together, but Amy swooped in and stole him. And it's such a weird interpretation it is. of the text because that's not in it's not no. like that in the no. book at all. Mm. But anyway, and I guess that speaks to the books, um, like the book itself and Louisa May Alcott play with the boundaries that were set by her publishers. And I do want to get into this a little bit later when we come to the romance. Yeah. Because, like, everyone kind of knows that Louisa May Alcott, she wanted the story to go in a certain direction, but her publisher says, that won't sell, you have to do this. Do this, yes. But there are still ways that she kind of plays around with that. And And the way the movie played around with knowing what we know about that, that's Mm. the most, I think... Maybe we should dive in. Should we dive into the differences? Yes. Like the things that Greta Gerwig did to the story? Yeah, so... I guess for anyone listening at home who has seen it or is like Sarah, a spoiler lover. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to get the <laughs> Little woman, Women movie spoiled, and I'm using air quotes, then stop listening. But if- <laughs> Until you've seen it and then come back and listen and see if you agree. <laughs> so this is not a linear retelling of Little Women. So what Greta Gerwig has done is taken a pivotal point in Joe's story 
and kind of constructs the story in flashbacks. So the point at which, and I think this is brilliant, she, the point which she, we kind of start off with is Joe is at her lowest point or she's heading towards her lowest point. She's losing everyone in her life. Beth has passed away. Um, her sister is married. Amy is off in Europe and she's just had her big falling out with beautiful Teddy. <laughs> and she's really lonely and she's gone to New York um, to act as a teacher where she meets Professor Bayer, who we'll talk about later. And she's kind of reflecting back on her life and remembering uh, kind of elements of the past. And it's a really interesting way of presenting it and kind of controversial because I know some people who thought she completely butchered the story, but I really love that because of the point where they've taken the story, the point where we're viewing the story from, Joe's lowest point. I think it's really kind of like... I love it, but I love it having read the book mm. on average 13 times and seen every movie adaptation. So if you know the story that well, mixing it up like that just becomes like a cover of your favourite song. Like you can handle it because you know the story. If you, if you are a person who had never read Little Women and you wandered into that movie, how well do you think you'd follow the story? Because it's back and forth, same actors mm. – you know, you can kind of start to notice that the flashback scenes are a warmer, glowy colour and the present day scenes are a little bit more cold and austere. But if you're not paying attention to the aesthetic, you might be like, what the hell? <laughs> like, for example, on? if you keep getting interrupted, the movies by people's phones ringing constantly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. Which is, I can that understand why, why people, people turn off the phone before the movie. It's 20, Please, I it's 2020. You. We shouldn't have to have this yeah. conversation. So I can unequivocally say it worked for me. But would it? Is it only going to work for people with that strong of a familiarity with the story? I don't know. My mum was a little. I saw it with my mum and my sister, and my mum loved it, but she did get a little bit confused about the timeline. And yeah. she says you work it out in the end, but um. But you spend a lot of time doing that where you should yeah. be enjoying the story. And I was kind of um, bits where I was like, I was, because it was the same actors, and I was trying to work out. I was like, and my main my main issue, and the reason I need to see it again, particularly, is because. I was like, but what if they leave out, you know, because everyone has, if you have read the book, you have favourite parts. Yeah. What if they leave this out? And what if they don't include that? And like when they're, doing, when they're doing it in, a, in, a, in this way where they're going back and forth and not, and, and back and forth and not just back and forth in a linear way, but like li- literally pulling bit, different bits of the books out, uh, book, books out at different times. So um, you really don't know if you're going to get, it's like when you go, it's like talking about music. It's like when you go to a concert. And you have your favourite songs. And, like, and they will, haven't played it they yet. They haven't played it. Will they yeah. play it? Are they going to play it? <laughs> but I, the good thing was I thought they put all the good, all the pivotal, most of the pivotal moments in. Mm. So yeah, they, I was happy with that. But I just. It's a few things, but nothing. It's well, what, fine. What, like, what didn't they have that you were kind of hoping for? That's what I'm, I'm more interested to, in. I don't, yeah, I'm trying to think. <laughs> the pickled limes debacle. They referenced. Yeah, they kind oh, of sped they, through that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they made it more about. Amy drawing a caricature of the teacher instead of getting caught for having sweets in her desk, yeah. which is a tiny yeah. thing, and it's just more if you're a little woman purist. And maybe it's just that they did have most of it, but but truncated. Like I felt like we we kind of skipped we skipped a lot of their yeah. like fun times with Teddy and you know as Pickwick Papers and all that sort of like it sort of felt pretty. I don't know. Maybe it's just that it was out of sequence, and I don't know. I'm less my if I I love this movie so I don't have many <laughs> criticisms and and one of them isn't the little things they left out because that's just part and parcel of a movie adaptation they can't have every single bit of dialogue that you like and every scene that you like but they don't always radically suggest a different 
ending. Yeah, <laughs> and let's this get into that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, because yes. how do we feel about that ending? I adore it. I love it. I love I it. I loved it. At Am the I alone? Oh my god! No, no, you're not alone. <laughs> I do like it. Um, but just having like reflected on it now, I kind of do. We think that Greta go. Okay, so for anyone listening at home who is a spoiler lover and is listening along. Um, basically what Greta Gerwig does is she hints, like she, how do you even explain it? Okay, she, she, there she, is the storyline of Professor Friedrich Bear, who is in the lore of background knowledge of this book, the happy ending marriage that Joe gets instead of marrying Laurie. And um, I don't know how I knew this, but somehow... It's just a known thing that she wanted Joe to end up alone and that her publishers suggested people don't want to read about women who don't get married or die. Like, you've just got to do one of those things. So um, so she created this yeah. happy ending for her and it's quite sweet. And I, I have no major issue with um, the Friedrich Bear yeah, love story. It's, like it's nice. Ending. It's my second favourite love story of this <laughs> book but it's it's fine and I always liked that little cute scene where he's like my hands are empty and she's like no not anymore or whatever like cute very cute and I do find it ironic that we finally get a super hot Friedrich bear oh, and then so suddenly the he's whole dreaming. romance is cast into question but the way the movie handles it is that she's at the um, publishers trying to sell the book and he's saying you can't have who does she pick um or is it who does she pick or what? Yeah, who does she end yeah. up with? And basically and he goes, she's she's given her publisher the manuscript of her life. So it's basically so, it's a so little bit meta, it's little women. She's yes. the author of Yeah, so a basically book they're having they're having, sisters. they're having Joe um, be the be Louisa May Alcott in mm. two points of the movie. The beginning where yeah. she knocks, Which was always the case. She always writes the story of their life yeah. and publishes it at the end. And I sidebar, quick sidebar from this, sorry. But related, I do enjoy how in this version, Professor Friedrich Bear is not so directly in control of her writing. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't like her sensational stories. So as a response to that, she writes the real one. And then he's he reads it and says, yes, this is good. And he passes it on to people and he is instrumental in her publishing journey. Where in, in this one, it's less like that. Well, that speaks to the fact that I think Little Women as much as we do love it, was a morality tale. And mm. it was more about you shouldn't be writing these. Like, I don't know if Louise May Alcott actually believed that or if she no, just thought she Joe was No, she was better. all about making money, right? She, was, yeah. she wasn't – she wanted to make she a career to, of being a writer and that was family. hard. Yeah. yeah. So she wrote what, what would sell and yeah. when she was told to change the ending, she changed the ending. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, we had this ending that maybe, maybe not the author wasn't totally happy with. And Greta Gerwig has – just use clever. She's basically writing. insinuated that Joe ends up on her own. That's correct, and that the little and that the and that the ending that from the book is the book, yeah. and that because, Joe is the author. Because we do see the re, the union and the big kiss between Friedrich. But it's and very dramatic, Joe. And, it's and it seems very dramatic and, at, and false. Like almost. you're watching it, you're going, "Oh, this is beautiful," and then suddenly you realise there are alarm bells going off in the back of my brain, going, "This the is not a Gerwig movie. This is way too romantic. sentimental." Yeah. She's about to pull the rug from under us, and she does. Yes. Basically, you end up in back in the publisher's office. And he's like, yeah, I like that ending. So then you're like, okay. Did that happen or However, not? they have pretty much sold the romance to us. They've cast this, like, mm. sultry, hot professor dude. Like, he's my favourite professor so far. And um, 
and they've done a good job of showing that they're into each other. And so I, then I didn't like, find that. So that's, that's the thing that I found was the – I think they just went, oh, we'll just put someone younger and more attractive. Then we don't actually have to show any part of their relationship except that one time when they, they met for the first time and their eyes kind of – That did a lot for no, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you me. see that and then you see one other interaction Yeah, and then he comes to the house. When he I was comes like, to the where house, is it's all, really cute. Because the whole – the bit that I liked about that relationship was the fact that you could see that he – what kind of person he was from how, mm. he, react, how he acts with the children – um, that she's teaching and how he's so kind um, she to did all go the light on she did yeah. go very, very light on that hole but the reason I guess is because she was always planning on suggesting that Joe would be alone but I think that she actually said in interviews that that's the ending that Joe doesn't end up with her yeah which I think is very ballsy but but I, I, but I think, I'm just going to change the I ending. think that it would have been more effective that what she, what Greta Gerwig did if she had sold that if she had put a little bit more effort into the romance because then you would have actually seen more, I think, about how, like, this whole thing of Joe not actually – why she wouldn't end up with him. Yeah. I reckon if you're going to suggest they don't end up together, it's maybe a wise choice not to make you want them together super a lot. Mm. You know? Yeah, like, so <laughs> if you, yeah. And, look, it is ambiguous. If you didn't know that Greta had said that, it kind of – like, because he is there in the end when she's turned – He's in the school. She's turned for Art sure. March's house. This and there's a moment where she touches his shoulder and it's very affectionate and you're like, oh, they did end up together. Cool. Yeah. But then but you don't actually, wait, did they? You don't actually know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of this ending, I feel, is that you can really believe what you want. If you want to believe that they got married, it's there for you. If you want to believe that they didn't, it's there. If you want to believe that they just decided to live in sin together in the school, that's <laughs> also – you could interpret that if you wanted to and I love that. But is Greta Gerwig just trying to have a cake and eat it too? Is it a bit yes. of a cop-out? Why can't she try that though? <laughs> it's so, I think it's great to be like, I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to be f- relatively faithful to the story, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put some subtext in and maybe a nod to what the author would have done if she had the f- creative freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's another reason why I want to... Uh, see it again is because yeah, now yeah. that I know that that is the ending I can appreciate it in a different way because again I had the you know I know what happens in the book and, and the subsequent books I have the 1994 movie in my in mind yeah. and I really liked Gabriel Byrne I thought he was very good as I, Frederick Bear in that last I very last have movie. a problem with him <laughs> lots of my lots of my friends were not happy because you know we were in like um end of primary school early high school when we and saw he was it and probably he was, 45 but like <laughs> Look, I'm surprised she just didn't cast Adam Driver. I mean, if you if, oh, thank if God. she had, then no. I would not have been happy with the ambiguous ending. I know, no, but like, I, I would not have been happy with that casting choice. <laughs> he would have pulled too much focus. Yeah, he does. Probably why he's a scene stealer. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I I am hundred percent happy with it. I love what they. I love that this is finally a movie adaptation that actually portrays Amy the way yes. she seemed in the book to me. Shall we get into? The character portrayals, because I kind of want to talk about that oh, too. Oh, yes. 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 Yep. How, how are we going for time? We are good. Yeah, plenty yeah. of time. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have the four sisters. There's Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of established before, your favourite's Amy. Mine is, I guess, Joe, if I had to pick one, but I love them all. Shani, did you, did you commit? <laughs> I think it's Joe because – but. It's she not Joe. It's but it's not necessarily <laughs> about her and what she was like. It was more about how I felt so for her circumstances where she did not get picked to go to Europe. And yeah. you don't. Mm. And I mean, it, they do a good job in the movie of yeah, um, really of, of, of of showing her emotion, but it doesn't um, take up as much 
um, space in the movie because there's no time for it as it does mm. in the book. And in the book, you really feel yeah. that how she how gutted she is and how she'd been pinning all of her hopes of being a different person kind of on this Europe trip and how she had to completely readjust her whole life for it. So it's for those things and for when, um, you know, as a kid, when you're like, oh, no, she and Laurie should end up together, you know, mm-hmm. um, and for those things that you just like you, you feel for, for her character. Yeah. Um, but I also true. don't have a problem with Meg. Everyone seems no, to be Meg like, is Meg is boring. Meg's lovely. Oh, no, blah, Meg blah, is blah. not boring. Meg's like reading the book again as an adult um, – really made me feel for Meg because she's kind of caught between she was the only one who remembers when they were rich that's right so she has that expectation and that knowledge of what it was like to not have to agonize over buying $50 worth of silk for a dress because she would just have a pretty dress and And her dreams are Mm. like what she wants most for herself the others are distracted like Jo is so obsessed with writing she's got this Mm. big dream and Amy is Making you know, mud pies. And yeah, yeah, and she wants to be an artist. And yeah. like Beth is obviously Beth just is living a saintly life where world. she wants for nothing because that would be sinful. And no, 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 but remember, like, because I, I just started rereading it, I've only two chapters into my post. Uh, movie watching reread um but I was like oh yeah I forgot that that um that that Beth is you know she's she says oh well you know I I really hate washing up and I really hate doing mm. all these chores and because mm. it means that it's hard for me to play the piano she's got a well she's got a so, music she's got a music yeah Meg really like she wants a good life like her mm. dreams are all about having money again or, yeah. it sounds mercenary but just about yeah, but being able also, to have pretty things she's and, also the eldest daughter and the movie yeah. really hones in on that idea that you had to marry well in order to get anywhere. And, like, there's that scene where Aunt March says to Amy, you are your family's hope now because yeah. Meg's gone off and married a penniless tutor who was mm. played beautifully oh by my James gosh, Norton. He by the way, so, he, so good. he was meant to be British, but and I kind of resent that they made him American, but still, that was beautiful. I could have had, I could have stood for a bit more of those two. Yeah, mm. me too. Because I, I just want to say I was so impressed by Emma Watson as Meg. I think yeah. she did that role so beautifully and so simply, and I want her to work with Greta Gerwig forever because she really <laughs> brings out the best in Emma. Yeah, like Emma she was a very great. expressive actress and sometimes you feel like a director doesn't know what to do with her. But she was so she beautiful shone as Meg. In that she role. shone, yeah. yeah. And um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Joe was completely gone off the rails <laughs> for the time. And, yeah. you know, Beth is going to – Beth is not long for this world, as we have said multiple times. So They that were scene, so yeah. perfect, right? Saoirse but, Ronan yeah. was made to play Joe. Yeah, I want to get back to that. But yeah. basically when that scene when Art March – says to Amy, you are your family's hope. That really kind of gets into why marrying is so important. And so even though though that seems very... That's right. Even so everyone's like, oh, Meg is very traditional. Well, no, because if she really was... Mm. She would have married money. She would have married money, but she didn't. She married for love. She would have married Mm. Laurie. And also, you know, and it's, it's, you know, and again, it says that it's not wrong for a woman to Mm. not want that to scene. do the career of the thing that you might be good at because everyone kept saying yeah. what a great actress she was but that's mm. not what she wanted so yeah. just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it you can actually do whatever you actually yeah. want and she did what she wanted yeah, yeah which is why it's such a shame in a way that having said that I enjoyed Joe's ending in the book if it had been written in the way that the author we think may have probably intended then you really would have had very disparate examples of how to lead a fulfilling life when you're a woman but in the end, even though you do still get that, you marry for love, marry for love but sensibly, <laughs> marry, <laughs> marry a professor <laughs> or die. It's kind of like... Because you get this idea 
in the book, I think that when they, um, when Joe and Professor Bear are together, it's because they've found she's finally found someone a kindred spirit that can, yeah, yeah and that can complement her. That is, um, you know, they all found someone that was, you know, that yeah. might not be what the world expected, mm. but that was still right. He was for them. a very <laughs> unconventional choice for the time. And it is cool that she's been surrounded by a fan club her entire life. Like, with the exception of, I guess, Aunt March. (laughs) Everyone's been telling her she's amazing and talented and you're so great and we love everything you do. And then she goes out into the real world and they're like, we're not, no. (laughs) She's kind of like a Rory Gilmore precursor. She is. (laughs) And so, yeah, so we loved Saoirse, we loved Emma. And I really want to talk about Amy and Florence Pugh because, for me, Florence stole the show. And I love Joe and I love Saoirse Ronan so much. She's possibly my favourite young actress today. But I think she was slightly outshone by, by Amy. I just feel that maybe Greta Gerwig's experience of reading Little Women, maybe she imprinted on Amy too because she <laughs> maybe has she's given the little her, sister and she knows yeah, what it's like. She's given her such good... Like, I guess... I guess part of my love of Amy was that she was so adorably funny as a kid, making up words, be, putting pegs on her nose, like mm. just being – she was the comic relief of the whole early part. Yes, yes. And, um, and then it's so cool to see her grow up and become like this strong woman. Mm. However, so how believable – I'm not – again, I love everything she does and this is not a criticism – but I can step back and go, how believable was Florence Pugh as a 12-year-old? <laughs> oh, I don't look. Uh, the scene where she's making the cast for, of her fourth <laughs> That was so funny, though. <laughs> it was so funny that I was like, – I had a, a, a fit of the giggles in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was perfect. And because it was, because it was uh, flashing back rather, and like a remembrance, I don't think mm-hmm. it – that's why I it wasn't yeah. – it didn't worry me that – She was like the only one who I was never it. confused about where we were in her timeline because yeah. in one no, timeline she's dressed like a child in pigtails. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the others were a little bit, kind of a bit more similar throughout. So it was harder yeah. to yeah. kind of. And she yeah. does have a younger face, kind of. She has one of those young faces. Yeah. Look, I loved it. But there were, and I wouldn't have changed, I would not have wanted anyone else playing young Amy because mm. we've seen how that goes. Yes. <laughs> but there were a few moments when I was like, if you didn't know this story, you might be wondering why <laughs> the younger sister, who's clearly fully grown, is behaving <laughs> like a child. <laughs> Um, it didn't take me out of the story. I, I just yeah. kind of like sort of acknowledged it and I was like, yeah, let's just move on. Once I realized she's doing in this scene is amazing. Yeah. It was I'm, so good. I, once I realized that they weren't changing actors, mm. I was like, well, at least they're not trying to like fake age them down, you know, or do something yeah. distracting yeah. like that. It was that. clearly just, the way to go. Yeah. But it was it. Well, like I, a play where moment. you see the same people playing. <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I was going to say, should we talk I about I love Laurie? because I don't know if we've really – Christian Bale was great. I don't really remember any I will not hear a word other. against Christian Bale's Laurie. You know, he's great. But they never really got across the, like, dramatic, like, ridiculousness of the character as it's portrayed in the book, how he's, like, yeah, trying to write his opera and he's so, that's like, right. he's such an emo boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's so great when Amy gives it to him multiple exactly. times. Exactly. He's, like, running around Europe being, like, having the most dramatic tantrum anyone's ever had. And she just reins him in and is like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm really disappointed in you. But see, that's what's interesting, right? So you, you were kind of like before, you were like, oh, well, you know, Frederick was, you know, a little bit controlling of Joe. But like mm. Amy basically does exactly to, um, to Laurie what Frederick does to... No, <laughs> yes. I disagree. The power dynamics are different because... I don't have a problem with that power yeah. dynamic because it's... A, I don't know. I, the, but it's, it's interesting not, that it's... It's not the same because... Mm. 
this is a story about Jo growing and becoming an author and fulfilling her dream. And in this movie version, she wasn't – it came from within and it came from more without the help of a man, which is kind of mm. what I wanted to see. Plus, she continues to be a writer and she runs a school for boys and girls, whereas in the book she quits writing to run a school for boys. Like, Which is totally <laughs> It's just better. It's just a better journey for Joe the character – and it's less about power dynamics and more about how her life pans out, if that makes sense. Like oh, sure. how her career yeah. pans out oh, in sure. the movie. Oh, sorry. I was talking about more about like it's interesting that, you know, Frederick has this thing of like, you know, you're not living up to your potential, Joe. Yes. And then um, Amy has Laurie. You're not living up to your, to your potential. potential. <laughs> I don't think it's the living up to the potential thing that bothers me. I think no, it's, it's more just, just that stop being a brat. Yeah. Because she's gone through that journey where she's had to grow up herself and I think she's recognizing some of her own childishness in, in him Laurie. and that yes. she's grown out of it and, and he hasn't and yeah. it's yeah. the same story yes. beat we're talking about book version now it's yeah. the same story beat you've got these people who care for each other and one of them is saying pull your head in you're being ridiculous and then in the Joe version she is hurt by that but then she mm-hmm. has to go home and gets distracted and if it weren't for him intervening and sort of facilitating her book getting published it would never have happened whereas with Laurie she says the thing to him and he's like okay goes off and just does it himself yes and so I guess I would have liked it to work out in the book that she would be like okay Friedrich I take that on board and now I'm going to write the best book ever by (laughs) myself and get it published by myself that's I guess what I wanted fair enough (laughs) but I think what are we if we're talking about the scene where Frederick criticizes her writing in the movie right yeah I actually really liked that scene because it shows Joe's anger. And, and, and I he saw, was great. Yeah. He's like, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you asked my opinion and she just flies off the handle. And I think so there was a review. I talked about this with you, Shani. The New Yorker reviewed it and they said that Saoirse wasn't angry enough as Joe. And I'm like, I beg to differ because first of all, did you watch the scene yes. after the manuscript yeah, yeah. burning? She fully attacked Amy, went in slapping to the point where the lady, the old lady seen behind me goes, oh, goodness. <laughs> like, that was great. And also I think... The way that you can have this whole discussion about how women um, express anger in relation to men, because it was a male reviewer, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of disagree. I think her anger was there and was palpable. And what I loved about that scene is that she flies off the handle, and then later, like much later in the movie, when her mum, her mother, oh, played that beautifully was, by Oh, Laura my goodness. Oh, we we should have talked more about yeah, yeah. Laura Dern, we'll who's get, yeah. having like the best and time of her life. Oh, yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> um, but basically when her mother says, what about your friend Friedrich or something? And she's like, oh, I've my temper saw to that or whatever the line mm, was. Yeah. She basically said, I flew off the handle at him and now he's probably not my friend anymore. Yeah, so, I would never have made the criticism that she wasn't angry enough. Yeah, I him. thought that was – like, I, li- I like she, she knows that, that it's true. It, she uh, knows that yeah. he's right. That's why – it's more hurt than anger. Yeah, and anyone who's been a writer or has submitted their own writing for criticism mm. and, I mean, we see it all the time on good reason Twitter, authors flying off the handle <laughs> when someone doesn't like their book. Yeah. It's a very relatable – feeling as a writer I think. not that I'm a writer but like yeah I think it would be very relatable and he and he's a great character and honestly mm. I'm very down the middle about I do I do want them to be together yeah. um, and still run the school for girls and boys <laughs> and Joe <laughs> continues to write mm. that would be my perfect ending but she's given us this weird all things are possible ambiguous ending which I just uh, I love it anyone can watch that and believe what they want like Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good point. Shall we talk about Laura Dern? Yes. Quickly? Let's please do that. She was perfect. 
she's a lot more animated than I think Susan Sarandon was. And that's not a criticism no. of Susan. No. But I always did see Marmy as quite a placid, not placid character, but... Faintly. Very patient and calm. Mm. And then, so, that scene where she's like, I'm angry every day of my life. You're like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. That adds a new layer to your depth. Whereas mm. you see it, I think it's a lot more obvious with Laura from the get-go. Yeah, I agree. She's a bit more of a nuanced character. I love Susan Sarandon in the role completely, mm. but um, Laura Dern just gave it a little bit more. I, I loved Laura Dern in every every sec- section of it except for the one where she says, call me mother or maybe mommy to Laurie. For some reason that just seemed really Everybody strange does. to me. That scene was very um, – I love the rest of – girls I love the rest of the scene. Chaos. Like I loved the all of the talking over each other and there's actually a really cool um, – uh, I think it's in it's either in the New Yorker or New York Times where it, they do um, Greta Gerwig talks about the scene, and she talks about how long New it, York Times. Yeah, and she talks about like how long. I it, need to read this. Yeah, look how long it took them to get that talking over each other part down mm. because it's very complicated <laughs> to do it right. So I love the rest of the scene, but yeah. just that one line for some reason it just struck me as Ugh, and I was like, oh, am I going to like her as as mommy? And then I love mm. the rest of it. Yeah, I did have that moment. I was like, oh, you're a bit animated, but then like you fall into it and it's great. And um, I did love how boisterous and chaotic they were mm. and how you see them do that a few times, like in that scene where Laurie's like just hanging back being like, <laughs> Going, what is this Whoa, world? I've never seen this world before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they come to pick up Amy after she's taken. That's right. Yeah. And there's a whirlwind of action. <laughs> it's all it just was great. ignoring him and all just like getting it all <laughs> <laughs> happening. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing that I, that made me love this film more than any of the other adaptations is the incredible costumes yeah, I was oh, sorry I know there's nothing to do <laughs> because it's really I mean it really comes across the um in the book there's a lot of there is a lot of descriptions and it's a lot about what they're wearing and what mm. they look like and what their mm-hmm. hair is doing and um I I don't think any other adaptation has really made the costumes so much representative of each of the characters in yeah. such an amazing way it was spot on and I honestly felt, I rarely feel this, usually it's like, oh, what a beautiful gown, but mm. never in your mind is like, I wish I could wear that. Yes. But when I was I looking at Joe's outfits, her wardrobe. I'm like, yeah. I would wear every single one of Joe's outfits happily. Yeah. And I Marmy. I actually include. love Marmy. I don't know what that says about me, but, I, that's, but all of that paisley. But just down to the little details, like the fact that Saoirse and Timmy would swap waistcoats, like one of them be wearing it in one scene oh. and then in another. And also the in the beach hats. scene, the big hat. Because... Oh. Meg makes such a big deal out of Joe wearing that hat going, it's so unfashionable, it's so ugly. And Joe's just like, screw you, I'm going to wear it anyway. And just that scene was, she played it so well with like the head nod and you just, you're so aware of this gigantic, ridiculous hat. hat. Oh my God, it was so good. Mm. I Just thinking about it makes me want to watch it so much. And you know, another scene I really liked was when the publisher has rejected um, the Little Women mm. manuscript and then his daughters rush oh, in and so are good. like, what happens to the little women? Where's the rest of this story? And it's just this moment where he's like, what? <laughs> women might want to read about women. What? And I just love, I love it so much because here we are, so so many centuries, how many? Uh, a century, uh, a century and a bit. And a bit <laughs> yeah. Later, um, still captivated by this story because it's about a bunch of girls. Like, <laughs> But it never feels like it's a, this is an ultimate story about women, which is a criticism I've seen oddly a couple of male writers level at it that it's like trying to be like oh there's the feminism like gotcha moment it's like yeah. no shut up this whole film is just trying to present a it came along at a I time yeah. when there wasn't much I don't know like I don't want to say women's fiction mm. <laughs> you know there just wasn't much 
Well, yeah, and for I mean, a young woman to read that was relatable. Yeah, and it's and and also um, that's what I'm really excited to go back and um, read Little Women again now and and see all those parts that you know earlier on I may not have been thinking of it like which parts were feminist and which you know parts weren't because yeah. obviously when, even when I started reading it as a child I still had lots of other books that had mm-hmm. strong girl characters yeah. doing things so um, you know but now going back and sort of reading it and sort of seeing how what parts Greta was thinking about when she was pulling mm. out the the bits that she wanted to sort of feature um, and really thinking about like what would what would the next adaptation you know that comes mm. out in maybe 15 or 20 years time what would they put in there what, what would that be and I that's, think that's what, I love you know, what would the they pull out of the book that way how thoughtful the construction is because you can really tell that Greta loves this story and she's sat down and not just gone I'm going to do every single scene completely like faithfully yeah, into like, the book because I think that actually does the book a disservice no, because she distilled book and it. film are two different mediums and she's sat down and thought about what is the most important thing yeah. about this book and what is the story the, that I'm trying to tell what are the tell? beats that yeah. have to hit yeah. to make this work and it just it and feels so carefully crafted it's like a quilt or something <laughs> like a quilt I like that mm. she um the one the line that Amy has to Laurie when he's tantruming and she's like I despise you okay. and I can't really remember if that line of dialogue was in previous movies maybe it was but if it was I don't think they ever (laughs) delivered it in this way no like no no because grown up Amy in the 94 version particularly was very very prim and very like oh go away I'm very beautiful and very cold but she may have said I despise you but she would have been like I despise you yeah she wouldn't be like I despise you (laughs) plus also I think you know talking about the moment like some like I think Greta Gerwig is really great at picking up particularly like very small things and making them quite amazing moments. Mm. Like the like when she's painting and he comes to visit her and then um, the beau who I can't remember that nice, poor Fred. nice man. Fred, that's right. I feel bad for Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this movie because he seems like a really nice guy. He'll be fine. He has 4,000 a year <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. And he's but. attractive, so he'll be okay. But um, 40,000? A lot. He's, he's a lot. Rich. He's rich. <laughs> and how? He, and she's like, "Oh, can you unbutton the smock that she's wearing over her painting thing?" <gasps> that was a good moment. <laughs> was like, that was on par with the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice, where you see the yeah, yeah. <laughs> hand flex. Oh. That was a great Everything small comes back to the hand flex. And I was like, so so perfect. <laughs> yeah, just the texture of that scene, even like all of Amy's co- like getting back to the costumes. All of Amy's costumes, I think, were incredible when she went to because it was that you see that physical transformation that's right to a lady. And, and she's wearing these beautiful and corsets and corsets many and corsets cape. and joe never wears a corset and that mm. was really interesting and that was and actually if we go back and look at it again that's kind of because i after the movie i was like oh i'm interested to see what other people think but also who did who did the costumes and give me more information about the costumes and so i uh, saw an article with the costume designer and she was talking about how, you know, she, when, when Meg was, was younger, she didn't really have the corsets. And then when she got married, all of a sudden everything was a bit more structured. Mm. And, um, and that the, the best part that was that because um, Timothy Chalamet has, is, is who he is, he basically <laughs> – she basically, the costume designer basically went, look, I know these aren't actually period-appropriate um, outfits for you, but you don't actually look that great in the period-appropriate buttoned-up thing. So we're going to just – we're just going to get creative and we're just going to go within like – 50 years of the time period and then we're just going to put all of the outfits into your trailer and you just decide what you feel like wearing wow. and you get to that style you get and to so style that's yourself how he wandered around looking like byron so lush like, <laughs> like it was so just like yes, amazing that's exactly yes. Yes. yes he's got the wild hair in the proposal scene i actually got the giggles which is another <laughs> sign that they've they've kind of done the proposal the the 
acting between Joe and Laurie very differently this time? Because I think you'd have to be a weirdo to really want them to get together if you'd mm. only seen this movie version. Yes. But he is proclaiming his love for her in the most melodramatic way with the wildest hair you've yeah. ever seen. It was, it was like, like okay, Heathcliff. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. <laughs> oh, but they played that scene so well. Yeah, and the way he like stalked the streets of Paris with that billowing coat, it was fantastic. <laughs> what a great Laurie. <laughs> so, when are we going to stop talking about this? No, though, are we, really there's, we could go on indefinitely. We honestly could, but I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> so final thoughts, anything else that you just want to get out to the universe? Um, I want Greta Gerwig to do more literary adaptions. Oh. She's doing a musical next. Oh, interesting. Oh, I, yeah. would, I would see that. I would watch that. Yeah. I would also. Especially if she is also in it. <laughs> I want her to do Jane Eyre. That's what <gasps> I want. I want her to do Jane oh, Eyre. I didn't know I wanted I'll... that till now. Yes. Or Wuthering Heights. I mean, I don't care about Wuthering Heights <laughs> At getting a good adaptation the way that I care about Jane Eyre because I feel like That's Wuthering true. Heights has been done well. Jane Eyre never has been done well. Imagine See, what she'd do with Rochester. Oh, we, well, we can't even start about that because I quite Frederick Bayer is Rochester. the last Jane Eyre. It was fine, but Jane oh, is wrong. Jane is always wrong. They never get Jane. I think Rochester is always wrong. He's never I think wild they enough. lean into – sometimes they lean into the wrong things with Rochester. But, yeah. I mean, he's the less complicated character. Jane has been immortalised as the plain – quiet, shy woman, which is so not what she's like in the book. She's fierce from the minute she comes on the mm-hmm. page as a little girl, like, yelling at priests. And they never get that fierceness, that's ever, true. in any movie adaptation. So, so we Greta, think Greta could yeah. She's as crazy as he is. <laughs> yeah, she... Greta, if you're listening, please do Jane Eyre and cast Florence Pugh as Jane. That would be yes. fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, and please emphasise that it's not a story about an innocent, virginal, pure, quiet, plain girl okay. falling in love with a, a crazy, dramatic... Um, problematic guy. It's a novel about a crazy, dramatic, problematic guy and a crazy, dramatic, <laughs> self-contained yeah. uh, feminist hero- heroine. So uh, tune in next work. time for <laughs> Sarah <laughs> to tell you all about <laughs> why uh, literary classics uh, should be redone in a modern feminist Gerwig. way by oh, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, this has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed this. And I can't wait until tomorrow night when I get to go and see it again. Jealous. Yeah, well, you can come if you want. It's for his friend's birthday, but just come along. We might take you on that. I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au.